Welcome to another edition of The Tigers Down Under. I'm your host, as always, Alex, and with me tonight I have Dan. How are you, Dan? I'm good. It's good to be back. Yeah, good to be back for another season. And uh, since our last episode, we've now had a couple of preseason friendlies under our belt, so it feels like the action's not too far away now. I think it's just over two weeks away uh, until that first game against Swansea. So um, it's been interesting to see the team take shape, and we'll talk about the incomings in a second, but I guess we'll start with... Um, a couple of preseason results. We had one just uh, two nights ago, I think, against uh, Mansfield, where we drew 2-2. But we'd previously had a couple of games over in Marbella, where we drew 2-2 with Leighton Orient, with Burke and uh, Kane Lewis Potter amongst the goals, and then a great 2-1 win against Lincoln Red Imps, where Tafazoli and McKenzie scored um, before coming back to Hull and, and winning 3-0 against Grimsby, where Irvine scored two goals and, and Kane Lewis Potter again on the score sheet. So. Um, as a collection, I guess, uh, positive that we haven't lost any games, so it's a bit of a, you know, good vibe running through the squad, positive to see Lewis Potter on the score sheet a couple of times, and positive to see a couple of the new signings starting to find their feet. Uh, yeah, I think, um, I mean, preseason's at the best of times, is just about, you know, finding that fitness and getting those combinations going, but with us, with just having, you know, recruited McCann and just getting everything started and trying to adopt to a new um, like philosophy and playing style and everything. It's been, um, I mean, the reports are that we're, it's a work, it's still a work in progress, but the signs are promising and we're playing nice football. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, results in preseason don't often mean a lot, but it's always better to get a, you know, get wins than, than losses. So, and what is your take on, on McCann's appointment? Because we had Brad on last time um, ch- chatting about it a bit, but what, what what have you made of him so far? Um, I think it's going to... The way that I've... Um, what I've read and what I've heard of him speaking reminds me a little bit of the way that we played under Slutsky, but um, like that very attacking-minded um, game plan. But I think... I think he seems to be. I don't know. He seems a bit more grounded in it, and he's yeah. he's really in that. You know, he says as soon as we lose the ball, it's you know, it's that it's high pressure, high intensity. We win that ball back. So I think that was probably one area that um, when we played that similar that four three three attacking or whatever under Slutsky that was let that let us down was in that defensive and that winning the ball back. So if if McCann can get that happening, he can get. Um, the team working and can bring in the right players um, to fill a couple of holes that are still in our squad, then, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's positive. We should, we should be able to have a reasonably, um, a reasonable season, I think. And and what have you made of Ken Lewis Potter's form so far? I mean, it's very easy, I guess, to say um, it's just pre-season, he's just a kid, he's not going to have much of an impact, but there were similar sort of comments made when Bowen, a couple of seasons ago, had a great run in pre-season, and then he took that form into the season proper, where he scored on um, in, in the first game of the season against Aston Villa. So 
Um, it might it might be sort of a season too early for him, but at, at the same time, who knows? He could get that opportunity and 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 really sort of make a name for himself this season. Yeah, well, I think um, the other thing is that um, McCann's already said that like Dicko's basically been disappointing for most of the preseason in the games that he's played. He hasn't really offered that much. I think he scored uh, against Mansfield the other yeah, night, yeah. Um, and he said that he was happy with that. But I think, um, you know, uh, young kid, super enthusiastic, you know, really he's – is only his, this is his like essentially the first that first taste of real senior football, um, and he's amongst the goals pretty early in that um, you know that transition. So I would say he will he'll definitely be um, playing some championship um, football this year, but I don't think he will be like a regular starter. No. Um, he'll but I think he'll be figuring in and around that squad. Um, if he stays injury-free and continues on, um, you know, his current path. Yeah, I mean, I could probably see him making the sort of the 10, 15 appearances, mostly off the bench. Um, whether he can develop from there remains to be seen. But, you know, when you look at some of the incomings, for instance, Bowler from Everton, we'll talk about in a second, um, it, it is kind of funny. Um, you see sometimes there's this perception when you're bringing a player into the squad who's... 19, 18, 19, or 20, sort of that that age range, there's that perception that, oh, you bring them in like a bowler, oh, they can just hit the ground running, but you can sometimes not see that in the players already in your team, whether it's that perception that because they're in that under-23 squad that they're not ready for senior football. Um, it, it will be really interesting to see, and, and obviously he's been pretty heavily involved in pre-season, so McCann must um, rate him pretty highly and, and give him a pretty decent chance at playing some sort of part against Swansea. Yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, there's we had a few players to that didn't attend the Marbella camp um, due to their um, they got extended breaks because they're international commitments. And I think we went over there kind of with a bit of a light squad, so it was filled with a few of those um, under twenty threes. So I think that played a part overall. But um, he still obviously Keen Lewis Potter did enough, you know, in in that training camp and in those couple of games to to continue to justify his inclusion. So. Um, I think overall, I think we've we've been talking about it a lot, re- really. Um, that we've got plenty of young guys coming through that are they're close to making to being ready to make that step up into that first team. So, um, you know, within the next within another year or two, you're looking at guys like Lewis Potter, Fleming, um, Sheaf. You know, there's there's a, and there's a, others as well that are maybe there another year or two behind, but guys that are um, bang, banging them in in the under-23s and doing a lot of good work down there. So um, I think that that pathway from our um, academy into that seniors is is really starting to bear some good fruit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and on the transfer front, we've also been making some progress um, since the last episode. We, we've signed um, Eves from Gillingham, Gillingham on, a, on, a, on a deal. I think it's a three-year deal with an extra year in our favour. 38 goals in 84 games for him over two seasons with them, and it's quite an incredible stat, um, although kind of hard to know how much to read into something like this, that only five players in England um, have scored more goals than him over those two years, which does give an indication that he was rather prolific, and it's quite amazing that he was available on a free transfer. Yeah, um, I think... 
I can only assume that some of that was because he said he, I think he made it made a statement that he was he thought he was ready to challenge himself at a higher level. So I can only assume that I don't know maybe there, he just he didn't want to commit and get stuck. I suppose like and just be doing the same thing over and over. And he was just I guess he took a risk and I, I'm, we've picked him up. So I guess it's paid off for him in some sense. Yeah, I'm just surprised that there's no other championship clubs that were at least sort of interested and in, in willing to give him a punt, whether it's, you know, your Barnsleys or whoever's or Wiggins who've who've kind of just come up from League One or have been up for a year or so. Um, and maybe there was interest and, and maybe we just didn't hear about it. But um, yeah, look, certainly looks on the surface to be quite a promising transfer and, and hopefully he can hit the ground running. He um, he started against Mansour the other night and I think played the first half. I, I saw a little bit of the highlights and he looked lively around the box. I think he um, got on the end of one of Grzycki's corners w- really well, just kind of hit it over the top. But um, he'll certainly benefit from that delivery from out wide from Grzycki and Bowen and, and you know, he scores a lot of headed goals, so he should hopefully be able to get up and running quite quickly with us. Yeah, I hope so. Um, he looks like a good signing, I guess. Yeah, when any any goal scoring record like that um, is is really one to be envied. I mean, he's almost one every two games, so um, you can't complain. I think Hernandez is probably the only player I can think of that has a record that's even uh, really equal to that. Um, cause only cause I was reading about it the other day cause there was reported interest from, uh, Forrest, I think, but, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, I think he will, he should, he should, he should, he should work out, um, for us hopefully. Um, but I just, yeah, I've, I, mean, I haven't really seen it much of him much of him so I'm just hope um, it's all, but... and it's always a bit of a gamble when he's coming up from a lower league to see whether he can make that step up because it's always very tempting to just look at the goal record and, and think that he'll be mm. able to reproduce that at the higher level but you see quite often players not able to make that step up so I, I, I'm sort of hoping that with with the attributes that he has um, and, and the style of play that we look to be playing under McCann that you know a headed goal is a headed goal it's not to, it's it's not too different at different levels, I guess. Uh, I mean, that's that's me just sort of speculating in terms of you know coming from a corner or something like that, just getting in the right position. He's got the height, he's got the power. Um, I'd hope that he can still sort of provide a threat, um, even if his more general play, breaking the lines, scoring those sorts of goals. That you know, one of the the league one goals of the season was that one where he took it took it over his shoulder and with a couple of touches swiveled and put it in the top corner. Uh, he might not be able to reproduce that, but. I'd at least hope with his strength and his size he can can be that sort of hold-up player or, or if he can get a few uh, headers in, in on goal. Yeah, I think um, I think that's something we've really missed over the last probably two, three seasons. It's like a really just a real presence in that centre, in the centre of the forward line. Um, like we just... I mean, we really we really have... I guess Campbell last year was really good for us. Um, so it's probably unfair to say that about him because he was, um, I think that was his most prolific season in <coughs> 10 years or something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I guess maybe not, uh, but yeah, just, I think, I guess in general over the last few years, um, we haven't recruited probably great in center forward in terms yeah, of, we, um, we, that we really t- pacey forwards really. Yeah. Than the, the bigger forwards. Yeah. 
Um, I guess you, uh, I can only really think. Yeah, that's that's what I was th- just about to say. Like Yelovich is probably the last like, um, yeah, strong um, well, target man. Um, oh yeah. No, he he didn't he didn't stick around for that long, but he was um, he was pretty effective, I suppose. Yeah. Um, what did he he what was he like three and five or something crazy? Yeah, he, he hit the ground running pretty quickly, and then um, it just sort of dried up towards the end of the season. I think he scored. Him and Jelovic scored those two goals against, uh, I think it was Villa, is one of the big sort of final wins of the season. And he got the winner against QPR as well, I seem to remember. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how Eves goes and um, and hopefully with, you know, fingers crossed, if Grzycki and Bowen stick around, we've got a few decent options on the wings to give him some service. Um, Tafazoli finally put pen to paper. He was on... Um, on a uh, trial with us over in Marbella and, and really impressed from all reports against um, both Leighton Orient and Lincoln where he uh, where he scored the winner, I believe, against Lincoln Red Imps and, uh, and was the assister for Burke against Leighton Orient as well as really sort of looking quite strong down back as well. Um, good to see another free signing, another player making the step up, but also good to see it's a player that McGann's worked with before so has a really strong knowledge of. Um, and he seems another one who's really hungry to make that step up. And, and I was sort of saying with with um, Brad last time that, um, especially in defence, you kind of want those players who are very hungry to prove themselves. And there isn't as much difference, I, I don't think, in quality between a League One and Championship defence. I think it's more the... Well, sorry, Brad was saying this, and I, I, I agreed, that I think it's more the attacking quality that different, differentiates those teams. I think um, pl- plucking a player from League One in defence is less of a gamble. I think. Yeah. Um, it would be hard to, hard to argue um, with that sentiment. Um, I think Tavazzoli, um, from all reports, I mean, struck up a really good combination really quickly with Burke, I think it was. Um, I think they said in the first, that first trial, I think he played with Burke and they, and the, the report said that you know it seemed like it was a seamless transition and that was the best centre back pairing that was on display in that game. But um, I think yet yeah, like a, a good, um, reasonably experienced um, centre back who I think will. Um, I mean, we needed another one, so and we got for the right price, you know. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I guess it's it's another one that um, you know we'll 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 see how it pans out. But I'm um, I think overall on most of the signings, I'm reasonably optimistic that um, we have done got some good got some good players um, this time without, and, and I guess we've stayed within within budget for the Alums so far. <laughs> so, yeah. and I guess it remains to be seen if um, if Harry Maguire's transfer to United goes through, if Bowen, if Grzycki, if Henriksen were to depart, um, some extra funds would come through for some players. But I, I'm sort of of the opinion, I think I'd rather hold on to our assets than sort of gamble on um, spending, you know, 10% of the mm. received fees on players as we would likely do. Um, we know what well, we I... get with Bowen and Grzycki. Yeah, well, I think I saw um, just recently that they said that for Grzycki, the it's four million pound asking price. Yeah. Like that, they're not going to entertain any offers under that. So, I think, in all honesty, um, it probably will deter um, probably a lot of the clubs that were um, interested. 
um, which is good for us. Um, but in saying that, like, only he's the only way he's not worth the four million is that he's in the last twelve months of his deal, in my opinion. Um, but in terms of his like his ability and what he would bring can bring to a football team, four million's like it's a steal, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, an ambitious club, um, call it a Fulham. Call it a. I mean, Huddersfield probably aren't splashing the cash around as much. Maybe a Cardiff team. You know, a team that was challenging for Derby. Even like those teams that are challenging for promotion. Teams that have just come back down. You're right. Four million. When you look at a player, I think I think generally the model should be when a team comes down is you look at who were the best performers in the championship of the season before and you try and poach them because they're players that you know are successful in that league. They're players that could come slot into your team and and, and in the case of Grzycki for instance yeah four million isn't really a big price to pay for him so um, I think you're right but it is interesting to see that it's gone from you know desperately shopping him around even just offering him on loan to saying well actually no it'll take four million pounds to, to get him off our books um, because he's he had such an improved season last year and, and yeah it's sort of stepped up it's been a wild 12 months for Grzycki from yeah from that the uh, offered the two-year loan deal to run out his contract to the last minute. Uh, he was going to go to Spain. To the, all of a sudden, everything's fallen apart at the last minute, and he was in and out of the squad. And then, and then he was just in. <laughs> he was in, and he was on. It was on fire. So, um, which you know, more power to us. Um, and just and just before we move on to the to the um, other player who, who's potentially departing, um, Josh Bowler came in on loan from Everton and has been sort of described in a lot of ways as having very similar attributes to Jared Bowen, who we'll chat about in a second. But a uh, young player who's been mainly playing in the Everton under-23s, I think he made his debut for QPR before being sold to Everton. Um, so hasn't shown a whole lot at senior level, and I guess we sort of touched on him before that it's interesting when a player like that comes into the club, I guess it's natural to assume he's going to be playing in the first team quite regularly. Um, but a player of a similar age in uh, Keen Lewis Potter is probably viewed as being a bit too inexperienced. And, and granted, I mean, Bowler's 20, but in terms of um, senior football experience, he's, he's not too dissimilar to, um, to Lewis Potter. So it'll be interesting. I think he, he looks like he brings a lot of quality, a lot of um, a big, bit of a spark and, and, and in fairness, before he came to us, Harry Wilson hadn't played a whole lot of senior football and, and hadn't really been um, exposed a whole lot. I think he'd mainly been playing Liverpool under-23s. So there's a bit of a precedent there for us to, to really sort of develop a player of that sort of quality. And, um, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens with him. Yeah, I mean, the reports have basically just been um, constant comparisons to uh, yeah our prolific right-winger. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm, he, I, I think some of that, um, perception that he will just come in and, and play first team football is that, you know, he's come from a Premier League club. He's come from a big club, you know, even though he, what he's only like, he didn't, he didn't go through their academy or anything, but he's come from a big club. So the expectation is that he will play and I'm sure he will play. Um, but it, how much he plays is going to depend on who we hold on to and who stays fit. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess it's kind of good to see um, that depth being brought in now with hopefully the perception that if Bowen were to go, we'd actually add more players rather than um, yeah. 
selling Bowen and then bringing in Bowler and it's sort of like, oh, well, that's it, that's the replacement. So um, it looks as if we're building a little bit of a depth in the squad and I think maybe another striker, maybe another fullback because at the moment I think Kingsley and Lehigh, at, as it stands, essentially are only two fullbacks. Um, probably the areas that we'd be looking to, fo- to strengthen even before factoring in outgoings. Yeah, I think the other positive about so bringing in Bowler is we haven't done the like our favorite thing over the last few years has been the deadline day like yeah. panic grabs at like whatever holes we have in our squad just going who who well we need an extra striker who can we get and just grabbing who, who, in who's, whoever who's, who's scored against <laughs> us recently yeah so scouting mechanism um so I guess like just on in general it's nice to see some of this um, business being done a little bit earlier in the in this tra- in the transfer window and and sort of just steady and constant just you know things are happening um i think McCann said there's he still is targeting three or four more signings but yeah and i think it was buckingham who sort of said that the sense is it's two or three more and then if bowen or grizzly could go it'll yeah. be another couple so um it sounds as it sounds positive that if we if those two or three is and you know another striker another winger and a and a fullback I think that'd put us in a good position. Yeah, um, I think uh, in terms of where we need to fill in the squad, I think you're pretty pretty right with your um, suggestions. So, I guess we will just see how that plays out over the next couple of few weeks. What is the transfer? When does when's the end? It's, it's 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 at the beginning of the season, or is it? Yeah, I think they've moved it now, so it's the yeah. Uh, but but it's the first week of the uh, Premier League season, I think. So I'll just have a look at that and. I mean, but then it's only, and it's also only for for the FA teams or like other European yeah. <clears throat> nations or something. I can't remember exactly. So 9th of August. So I think that's only what a bit over two weeks away, um, just under three weeks, I guess. Well, what's that? Yeah, two and a half weeks, call it. Yeah. And and I think the season starts pretty soon. It's um only. It's- it's what is it? It's the. I think it's the 12th of August or something, isn't it? We play 4th Swansea. August, in fact. It's the fourth. Yeah. There you go. Even so sooner. Fourth of August, so that's um, yeah, just just under two weeks away now. So uh, thirteen days away. So it's it's coming coming up to the season quite quickly. So it sort of leads me into the, the next question that I had for you regarding Grzyki and Bowen, because I think when we played our final game of last season against Bristol City, the sense was it was the last time we'd seen Bowen in a Hull City shirt, which has already proven not to be the case. He scored against Mansfield, which was great to see. Um, but it, it sort of begs the question that it's it's getting quite close to the season now. There's not been a firm bid for him as far as McGann's concerned. Um, w- is there a decent chance that we'll still see him as a City player for at least the first half of the season? Um, I mean, I'm very hopeful that that is the case. But it's just been a weird transfer window, it's though. Quite, yeah. It's been um, it's just been interesting, and just some of the. Uh, some of the bids and some of the players that are moving around and like just again like the numbers are just getting crazy and it's um yeah I'm just not sure what's it's hard I think it's it, it's a hard to it's hard to read this year like um if there'd been if there'd been any sort of significant bid where it was like definitely like you could say confirmed interest from this club in this like in Bowen or in Grisiki you go okay like there's a good chance they're going to leave. But as you say, without any, there's been no firm, firm interest. The clubs basically said, we haven't had anything that's, that we're even going to um, consider or no one's even offered us 
like like yeah. money they've they've heard it heard what we'll take like you know what what we would accept and then they've walked away or whatever so um don't know i mean i'm hopeful uh but two weeks is a long time in football so <laughs> yeah it, it'll certainly be very interesting i think um i know uh, bournemouth southampton everton have all been the clubs sort of floated around even norwich i think recently so um it, it's certainly going to be interesting. Um, haven't really had any bids so far, so who knows? But as you say, it's it's a long time in football. You, you wake yeah. up tomorrow morning to a bid. The, the, the day after that, he could be gone. So um, all we can really do at this stage is you know count down the days to the window uh, to the season starting, I should say, and um, hopefully if there is any movement out of the club, that we've got a, a good backup plan in place. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I think at this point with like with with only those two weeks to go or or just over two weeks to go until the window closes till till the season starts i think we'd be pretty unlucky to lose um like both of them or to lose bowen henriksen and grisicki in that time because they're the three players that are theoretically attracting or um going to attract that interest um so i think we'd, we'd be very unlucky i think to lose all three um I can probably see one of the wingers going, but I'm hopeful that we don't lose any of them and we can keep that squad um, as full as it as we can um, and, you know, push for a another successful season. Yeah, and look, it, it is quite a, um, dare I say it, positive off-season so far that really um, we've lost, you know, Marshall, Evandro and... And Campbell really is probably the three key players from our starting eleven last season, or around our starting eleven last season, and I'm I'm probably forgetting somebody um, as well. But those are the three that sort of stand out, and, and of, of course the Lonies as well, so Pugh and um, and Chris Martin as well. But in terms of permanent players, those are the key three ones that have left. Um, and it's it's strange that you know we've brought in a couple of players already and haven't had any key. Um, departures like Bowen or Grzycki as we were expecting so it's actually been a much better off season than we've had in previous years so um, it, it's going to be very interesting and hopefully we can hold on to the to the key players in our squad and, and build it a bit further up and and then you know as Burke was saying McGann's got his sights set on the playoffs and um, he's certainly proven last season with Doncaster that he can take a small squad um, beyond the, the, the sum of their parts and really get them achieving quite well which should be Great to see. Um, we've got two final friendlies before the season starts against Amiens and Doncaster, which will be very interesting for McGann. Um, and I guess, you know, the hope is we, we can get a bit more consistency in the squad, a few more signings in, and no injuries. I mean, yeah, that's that's about as much as you can hope from the end of any preseason. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I guess over, like, over the, probably over the, the game we just played against Mansfield and over these next couple of games, um, we'll probably start to get more of an idea of what our first 11 is going to look like. Um, so, but I think for the most part, we probably, I mean, we probably know what our first 11 pretty much yeah, looks like really anyway. I, I but that, that, that Mansfield 11 looked about as strong as we could expect. I think, um, no real key players that I can think of off the top of my head that were left out of that side that that would come in. Um, 
So, yeah, you would expect that that's pretty much the side that we'd have coming out against Swansea without, you know, without, you know, touch wood, without any injuries or, or um, sales in, in the squad. Um, and, and, and I guess we go from there and, and see what we can achieve because I think that, that 4 3 3 formation looks to be operating quite well. I think Stewart's really, you know, stepped up even further. And I think Irvine and, and Henriksen in those more attacking positions really suits them. So, um, yeah, a lot of exciting opportunities in the squad. Um, yeah, I think uh, we just hope, you know, ho yeah, hope for no injuries, um, and just uh, we hope that for you know that they just build that little bit of extra cohesion and and um, can just grow and and grow to understand their roles in that in McCann's um, system a little bit more, um, and then you know, hopefully in a couple of weeks we pick up three points against Swansea to, to open the season. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me tonight, Dan. It is quite remarkable to be saying it, but we'll be back this time next week to be previewing that game against Swansea. It's come around quite quickly in the end. Yeah, it, um, didn't I didn't realise it was that close. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, Absolutely. we'll um, be re talking about a couple more um, positive preseason performances. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me, and uh, thank you everyone for listening in. We'll be back this time next week and until then come on city you've been listening to the official hull city australia podcast for more discussion join us on facebook in the hull city afc australian supporters group or follow us on twitter at hull city afc Oz. the music was created by amber and black There's no turning back, cause you're out.